Garbage Film, the podcast where we link some garbage movies and some art films. We have seen a lot of bad movies, a lot of great movies, and we just think you can have fun watching both. It's true. My name is Nick, and I am a host. And with me, as always, is my other host, Aaron. (laughs) My the host, Aaron. Hello, Nick. How are you? I am well. Great. How are you doing? I'm... (laughs) Superman. I enjoy the artifice of trying to make it seem like we haven't seen each other, or is you're the only human I've seen for uh, like over a year. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's like we just have to stay in practice. We just have to like <laughs> remember it what it's like to greet someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I shouldn't bring my negative charisma to. <laughs> so I started out this podcast with. Ooh, uh, I was kind of basing that on being the fun one. Oh, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, we'll continue. We'll, we will continue to explore this as uh, time goes on because we have no choice. Uh, but, Stuck indoors. But one thing we're both good at talking about is movies. movies. Oh, let's get out to dry. Damn you. Um, and uh, this week we are talking about a classic of animation and anime. It's my neighbor Totoro. It's also my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. Neighbor to us all. <laughs> Neighbor to all people, Totoro. Totoro, Totoro. Totoro, Totoro. So for those not in the Totoro know, Notoro, <laughs> I've taken a few Notoros oh. on my phone I will warn you, it's just <laughs> going to be this for the rest of the episode. I've already run out of steam on it. Uh, <laughs> the, so My Neighbor Totoro is from Japan, uh, an animated movie, aka an anime, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, and this is from 1988, I think I said, but in case I didn't. And it's scored by a personal favorite of mine, Joe Hisaishi, who's doing some great work here. So great. We love him. Oh, yes. Uh, and this is, of course, from Studio Ghibli, uh, which I have been told is also pronounced Studio Ghibli. Oh. Which feels wrong to say. It feels bad. Yeah. Let's not say that. There's, a, there's precedent set for Ghibli. Yeah, that's all I've ever heard, but I've only ever heard white people say it, so (laughs) who can say? I say GIF, so I can say Ghibli. Yeah, it's same same G. We're going with the same G. Same G, confirmed. (laughs) We have a quorum on same G. Studio Ghibli it is. Gavel, gavel. When we watched this, we watched the English dub from 2005. Everyone has their particulars for subbing versus dubbing. I'm a fan of the Ghibli dubs. Just, yeah, most of them are great. Yeah. Yeah. Got some good heavy hitters in the voice cast a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So we've got Dakota and Elle Fanning as Satsuke and Mei Kusakabe. So they're... Real life sisters playing animated life sisters. Just perfect casting there. Love it. Uh, two names I don't know as, as the parents Kusakabe. It's uh, Tim Daly and Leia Salonga. Um, no, Leia Salonga. Oh, okay. I feel like you would. Yeah, I just, whenever there's voice actors that are like... In something this high profile, I'm usually like, oh, I know them from hundreds of things. I've just never actually looked at their name before. Yes. Uh, and kind of speaking of which, and I'm excited to talk about later, the various uh, Totoro screams and the sounds of the cat bus are by Frank Welker. <laughs> Frank Welker. Do you know, you know Frank Welker's yeah, work? Yeah. Everyone knows Frank Welker's work, yeah. whether you know it or not. Yeah. He's the exact case in point. Yeah, yeah totally. So uh, my neighbor Totoro doesn't have a lot of a traditional plot. It's mostly about, like, 
family dynamics and hanging out in an old house with a troll uh, <laughs> who lives nearby. He's meant to be a troll. I guess he is. Yeah, that's uh, one Totoro of the... Like, is like a, like a little diminutive for troll. Yeah. Okay. And it's just troll has a, a certain connotation in English that doesn't mm. have it in other languages. So yeah. he's just a big old troll. Tree troll. Fluffy troll. But uh, in terms of the actual plot, the Kusakabe family, they start out the movie moving into an old, potentially haunted house, so they can be closer to the mother Kusakabe, who is in hospital. Uh, There, Mei and Satsuki meet and befriend their forest troll slash spirit and his little family, the Totoros. And uh, they have some nice, light, fun adventures in the forest together. Uh, toward the end of the movie, they receive a telegram from Mom's hospital, and uh, Mei and Satsuki fear the worst. Uh, she's not in good health, uh, so Mei, thinking that she can heal her with uh, some nice organic produce, runs away with some corn that she thinks will make her mom healthy, which is just very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she instantly is lost. Satsuki using uh, uses a uh, Totoro's friendship to call the cat bus, uh, mm-hmm. big favorite cat bus. Love cat bus. Uh, and Satsuki rides the cat bus to find Mei before it's too late. And it's got this kind of thing of like before she dies of exposure. That's what they're yeah. They're before concerned. the sun goes down and she's torn apart by wolves. Yeah, Isn't that what yeah, we're... yeah. They're it's a rural life they're living. Mm. So, but in the end, the family is reunited and Mom was fine. It was just a telegram to say she's not hundred percent. Yeah, she's well, in the good. hospital. I get it. I know. Yeah, and that's pretty much the movie. It's yeah. if you're got the plot focus on it, but it's got some nice family relations going on there. Uh, my first big question for you, Aaron. Yes, Nick. And I don't think we've talked about this yet. Do you think Totoro and family is like quote unquote real, or is it just an imagination of Mei and Satsuke who are just playing? I mean, I I think it's real in the sense that this movie, to me, is about like all of the little moments that are kind of outside your scope of understanding as a kid Mm. and the like huge rushes of wind out of nowhere in a perfectly flat field is like whoa where'd that come from what is that must be a troll yeah like yeah (laughs) so yeah i think they're real in the sense that something is causing them and it might as well be a little of furry forest troll Mm. who helps trees grow like (laughs) yeah i'm gonna say yes I'm going to take the opposite approach. Mm-hmm. I think that they are fully imagined by uh, Mei and Satsuki because Fair. you got things like Totoro's always sleeping and a lot of the cuts to the dad, he's always sleeping. The Totoro family has the same layout as their family does. You got the big Totoro. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's a problem solver. And then you got like medium and small. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, there's the absence of a mother figure in the Totoro's. That's also present in the the Kusakabe's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's a it's like this feels very much like says more about me because this is what I jumped immediately to was like oh this is May's coping mechanism for missing her mom. This is what you do as a child is cope. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you make up friends and family because you don't have them. Friends aren't real, you <laughs> idiot. They're giant screaming trolls. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yep, I, I respect either interpretation, honestly. Yeah, and this isn't to yeah. say that I disregard yours, but it definitely, like, I just assumed straight out the whole way through, like, oh, this is 100% made, like, imaginative. <laughs> right. And all that, and, like, the cat bus portion at the end is Setsuke finds Mei, and, Mei, and Setsuke's saying, like, I found the cat bus. You know the cat bus that you love? And I rode it all the way to saving you. Right, like, yeah. And maybe like, wow! 
You did that for me. You found cat bus for me. <laughs> but then realizing that, like, oh yeah, that is not the only interpretation here. I like I you know I think it can be a combo of both things where it's like you know the magical realism angle of like yes these are these are things that happen but they are caused by like oh houses abandoned houses just get dirty they just accumulate dirt even though there's no one living in there and tracking it through and whatever like oh fuck it might as well be soot gremlins yeah <laughs> sure why why not you makes know as it's much a sense. real thing that happens yeah. Yeah, it makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. And so, yeah. But I like I like your interpretation where it is just like there's the magic is in kids coming up with a like, oh, I'm mapping my experiences onto something I don't yet understand. Yeah. And and that's how I'm learning about the world. And it's got the kid thing of like uh, to your point before you're saying like, oh, there's this huge gust of wind, what could have caused that? In the kids' mind, they're not going to be like, hmm, uh, thermodynamics the and the rotating <laughs> they're, an they're gonna be like yeah yeah somebody just breathed really loud like that's <laughs> Totoro's flying duh <laughs> Occam's razor guy yeah the plant needs a troll to make it grow yeah it's the simplest explanation <laughs> one of the reasons I, I wanted to ask about this too um, is that looking at the what Miyazaki has gone through in his life and this is he describes this movie as autobiographical mm, where really he, he says that he's the Satsuki, I think, and Mei was his little brother, or he was the little brother. But it was okay. it was two brothers instead of two sisters. Yeah. But uh, his, his mom had spinal tuberculosis, which Ooh. it's heavily implied that that's what Mother Kusakabe is mm-hmm. suffering from. Okay. And uh, he he won't talk a lot about it because he says it's much too painful. Uh, sure. Which, yes, it yeah. sounds like it'd be a rough upbringing. But the reason that they're two girls instead of two boys is that he... Initially planted as two boys, he's like, nope, this will ruin me emotionally if I do it this <laughs> oh, way. Oh, dear. Two girls it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's so much sadder. Well, that's the, the <sighs> Ghibli movies for, like, way more than any, any of the Disney things or Pixar. There's the original, like, oh, kids will be delighted by this. Family, like, parents will be horrified. If you and are over the age of 20, you will be sobbing into your popcorn. You might never stop crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you will never be the same after one of these. Yeah, yeah I believe that. Oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, like, kids are just, they have more absorption powers at that age. Yeah. So they're sort of like, well, I don't i don't really have a baseline yet for how, ex- like, how life should be, so this must just be part of life. And well, yeah, just it's, go on. it's the, the sudden acceptance, the, like, the kid being like, oh, that wind was a Totoro, not yeah. weather systems. It's just like, oh, that's just life. That's just, everybody's mom lives in hospital for yeah. 20 years. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yeah. I, I really thought, because uh, so many of Miyazaki's uh, Ghibli films are centered around, like, and, and Ghibli films in general, I think, right, are centered around, like, young female protagonists, yeah. like, girl protagonists, and going on adventures and just doing the stuff that boys get to have those movies for themselves in, yeah. in a lot of, you know. I can't remember the exact story, but there's, like, a family friend of Miyazaki's who, Miyazaki has a son named Goro. And I think he would have had the son by then. Anyway, the, they were having like a play date and the, the friend's kids uh, were daughters and they like came to him and said like, it'd be neat if we had a story about little girls or maybe he just like took that as like, oh, I'm watching little girls play and like, they don't really have stories, do they? So he's like, okay, I'll do something different and write that. So when people are like, oh, your feminist work, he's usually like, what are you talking about? I just did <laughs> I a just... thing different than people were doing. That was my intent. I'm doing the same story. Yeah. <laughs> But it is great. Feminism. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's really great. Okay, yeah, no, I, I definitely assume that's why it was two sisters. It's just like, this is just the medium that he works in. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> well, this is, I can't remember his, like, I was going to say bibliography. That's not right. C- cinematography? cinematography? No, that's that's also, when you take the pictures. Videography. Filmography. There we go, <laughs> we found it. We're a movie podcast. Uh, but this would be pretty early on. This is one of the... Mm, that's true. Like, that's true, maybe yeah. his second Me? or third or something like that. So maybe this is the, like... He made it two girls because he wanted to separate himself a little bit, and everybody loved it. He's like, wait a minute. Uh, wait a dang second. I've got something here. <laughs> girls exist too. <laughs> and they can see trolls too. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I like wanted to, you already talked about Frank Welker. I didn't know anything about Frank Welker before I started looking at this. He is great. He's so great. He's he, everywhere. Yeah, like just some highlights for those not in the know, such Hold as up. myself. Yep. Uh, he was some of the Gremlins in Gremlins 2, which is just a personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. He's Abu and Raja and the Cave of Wonders from Aladdin. <gasps> He's the, the Cave of Wonders yeah. too? I didn't know that. From the original Aladdin, but he also came to voice all of them again in the remake of Aladdin, I believe. Oh, um, oh good for him. He's Pegasus because from Hercules. Yes. Yeah. He big Disney. Big and Disney, yeah. yeah. He's in virtually every Ghibli movie uh, in the in the Disney dubs. Specifically, he's always the animals. Yeah, if you want like a a real memorable animal sidekick, you go to Frank Welker. He has done dozens of voices on The Simpsons and Futurama. He is, for Futurama people, he's both the animal nibbler and the voice of nibbler, which are like the two farthest extremes. The whole bit is that like... Animal Nibbler is up here. He's a little cutie. Like, he's just a little poopy pants. And then he talks like this. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> Thanks, Frank Welker. Yeah, he has You're great. nearly 900 credits uh, in just film and TV. Then you get into video games and it's just he's like... the James Hong of voicing animals. <laughs> yeah, he's Amazing. doing double duty on this as the hilarious screams of Totoro and the <laughs> cat bus creepy cat bus it creeps me out but i also love it it it, yeah well if i may for a moment the the, some of the stuff that i like so much and that actually like make it a really rich um rewatch i didn't there was too many r's in a row i'm sorry um (laughs) this is gonna be a segment we do now aaron's very rich rewatch (laughs) (laughs) can't do it um is that there are so many elements that are like, if you're, you know, you're wandering into this dark house that doesn't belong to you, mm. but it, it's, it's nice. Like it's uplifting, like as the, the dad who's like moving them into this new place out in the countryside, it's so gorgeous, like mm. sun is shining. But you, if you're the kid, you're walking into this, you're like, I don't know what's around this next corner. Like it, it really rides that line between this unknown thing is scary versus it's wonderful Mm. you know and you just don't know which it's gonna be and so much of which one it is is just like how you approach it and it's just got that really wonderful like yeah kids just go exploring even if they Mm. might die doing it like they're (laughs) they just don't know yet but it's it rides that line in almost every scene it's great the one that that immediately comes to mind for you when they're waiting for the the kusakabe's dad Mm. and totoro sidles up and tsuka gives him uh, an umbrella like that whole scene it does feel scary almost because you're like <laughs> makes you a little anxious hell is happening is he here to eat them yeah. what is going on it, there's no music throughout if i throughout that portion if i yeah. remember right but i feel like if it you could easily turn that into like a kid's scary like an episode of goosebumps or something like that <laughs> yeah. uh just in the way it's shot and you just add like a little bit of a creepy score and he makes setsuke sound nervous instead of happy and yeah. it's suddenly terrifying yeah <laughs> 
the creature that waits at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, cat bus, I think, is just like, oh, it's it's just, you know, as a kid, you're so... I'm making a lot of hay out of this, but the kids have such... Yeah. The only things they understand, their whole universe is them. Oh, yeah. The person, them. And they have no... Like, if they perceive something, it's part of them. Yeah, it and, either is acting for or against them. Like, there's nothing in between, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then you run into, like, oh, our dad didn't come home at the right time. But I'm here waiting for him, so why isn't he here? Mm. Like, oh, people are external, and they don't, you know. And the cat bus seems like a lot of that, of like, oh, someone might just, might show up or not show up and and have nothing to do with me. That's weird that something exists outside of my control. Yeah. You know, I'm reading a lot into it. But uh, the, the Ghiblis are good for that. They're yeah. real good for that. They're rich. Yeah, I... I will take a good Ghibli over a Pixar. That's my personal. That's just oh. that's just an opinion. Don't fight. No, no, <laughs> no. But it's because I feel like it's all subtext in Ghibli, where it's all mm. well. It's not all text in Pixar. It's like it's more text, text and subtext. Yeah. But I feel like the way that there is virtually no plot to this, like this movie is just hanging out with a the troll. Series of things that happen. Yeah, and if you just take it as the text, you're like, wow, that was a nice day in the yeah. <laughs> In the rural Japanese neighborhood. Sasuke's nice day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you start reading into the subtext of all of it, you can really, you can just talk about it endlessly and you won't figure anything out, but yeah. uh, you'll That's just have a fun time fun. doing it. It's a, it's a perfect encapsulation of, like, this is what it's like to be a kid, where, like, clearly there is a whole world and like a whole series of decisions and events and like hard hard choices that led up to this point but you're just like i'm playing in the attic like Whee! it's just very immediate and and rich in, yeah. in the moment yeah it's nice well it sounds like we both want to talk about what we largely <laughs> took away from this movie unless you have any other like any other fun facts or anything you wanted to dish out at me from Totoro. No, I just I I wonder if you know the soot gremlins mm. in this are they the same like little soot gremlins from Spirited Away? Yeah, it's the same oh. like the idea of a soot gremlin isn't isn't from Ghibli or anything that is like specifically a part of I'm definitely not an expert on this, but my understanding is that they are just like, that's part of Japanese folklore. There are sick gremlins. That's oh, okay. that's just a thing. It's so, But the design of them is 100% exactly the same. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> I say they gave them little arms and legs and spirited away because they have to carry they, stuff. They, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> because they're slaves. Yeah. Unionize. <laughs> Unionize gremlins. So union. <laughs> uh, just getting ahead of this. If you're a crash, it's our cat trying to steal candy. Yep. She She's it. doing good though. What do we think of this movie? What like? do we? What was your biggest takeaway from my neighbor Totoro? I think I kind of jumped the gun on it. It is that like this is such a this movie works on on many levels. Um, the main ones are like for me are yeah, Sasuke's nice day in <laughs> the country and like oh there was some peril and now it's over. But you look at that movie, you immediately develop context for that movie in the things it chooses to show you and the way it chooses to have like the adults interact mm. and you're like wow this i see what the story was and is going to like continue as and it's just the movie functions as such a perfect little snapshot mm. of like ah this is what it was like to be a kid and it was never just like things weren't not <laughs> let me let me retry that one <laughs> no more negatives but i'm more negatives <laughs> Things. I shan't. <laughs> Bad things were still happening and like the usual anxieties and like troubles were still happening. Mm -hmm. 
but that's that doesn't matter when you're a kid. It just, you know, some things affect you, some things don't. Mm. So, yeah, there's this movie as like, ah, here's... This is what troublesome things are like viewed through a child's lens. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a good encapsulation yeah, I was for this, say, but... Like, <laughs> I like the ideas of it, and I, we've been yeah. talking about it's it. It's just now, but... a basket of ideas, no clear goal. But if you had to, like, if you had to punch it into a box and mm-hmm. punch it into a category, just, like, oh, absolutely bend it out of shape. Okay. If, say, you had to, like, you were giving a talk, uh, <laughs> I realize we're talking right now. Uh, you mean, on, like, on camera of some kind? <laughs> they put a microphone in front of you, I'm there directly in front of you. <laughs> so just a record of it? Yeah, just imagine that. Okay. <laughs> if you had to, like, say, like, oh, I'm going to give a talk and I need to, like, give a title. Okay. My neighbor Totoro, colon. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. The life um, of a child. The, okay. A rope of sand. <laughs> All of these are better than <laughs> what I'm coming up with. I guess it's, yeah, it's it's just like, life doesn't get easier. You know, life is not easier for kids. It's just zoomed in. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like ev- everything is as important to, as everything else, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Still taking it all in. <laughs> and I say that as I was a former kid, so I... <laughs> Speaking for the community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time with this one purely because it is so, like, it's so rich and varied. And I just, I to me, it is the, the idea that, like, kids are perfectly capable of handling bad shit. It's just not going to come across the same way. They're yeah. going to interpret it like, yeah, through the lens of a child is, is, <laughs> I hate that that's I can the closest. See, I can see your come. skin crawling yeah. as you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. You get it. Yes. yes. That is what I mean. It's like, yep, kids are living the exact same life as you are. They, they know what's happening. They yeah. just have different names for it. That's all. Yeah, and to, like, think of that even, like, the main reason that all the slight peril happens in this is because of a not communicating honestly with the kids, kind of. Like, Mm, that May doesn't get left out of the loop on, like, oh, dad called and mom's fine and we're just gonna go and, like, Setsuke shoves May out of the loop and suddenly May acts out by running away. Like, that's, that's a, like... Oh, you yeah. didn't account for the fact that she would actually understand. You just yeah. needed to tell her stuff. She's a person, and, yeah. and you can't like hundred percent control her. And yeah, I like it. It's uh, all of the all of the Ghibli films do very much give agency to kids, which yeah. I like. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice, actually. Yeah. I feel yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Studio Ghibli. <laughs> so you would say, on the whole, you're a fan of this movie. I'm a big fan of this movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I think when we watched it for the first time, I had just watched Spirited Away like a couple months before. Yeah, that's So I was like, right. oh, this isn't this isn't as good as that. But I really, like, it just kind of burrows into your heart. Yeah. You know? There's just, just, like, a loving simplicity to it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, to say nothing of how gorgeous the animation is and just, like, how how colorful and, like, the the richness of palette i feel like i'm saying rich a lot in this episode but like it's what i mean yeah yeah well i feel like this is neither of us has seen grave of the fireflies but the no, only big previous one i think is nausicaa 
mm. Valley of the Wind, which we've both seen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like going from that to this, like, Nausicaa looks amazing and everything, but it doesn't have the same style. And I feel like this is the start of, like, when people say Studio Ghibli, they're picturing what Totoro is. Yeah, so they're it's... picturing, like, a cell frame from, yeah. <laughs> from like, moving in scene in Totoro. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So that's that's me. How about you? What's your what's your big takeaway? My big takeaway is it's all about the uh, like same idea of you know viewing things through lenses of children, not lenses through of the children. Lens of a child. Yeah. There yeah. We go. Don't make me say it again. What are you doing? <laughs> I just wanted to say it again. <laughs> you have to close your eyes to get through it. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially this rewatch. Like just the bond of the sisters and like. Obviously, this movie is about family and all that, but specifically that sisterly bond that, mm. like, now my skin is crawling. <laughs> but uh, from the get-go, May is just, like, imitating Satsuke, like, endlessly, and her entire being seems to focus around, I need Satsuke to take care of me, to love... Like, there's a bit of surrogate mom, there's a bit of, mm, she's my sure. sister... And I need her, it's not even like approval, but I need her attention. I need her, and like as soon as she doesn't have that, that's when she starts seeing Totoro and then she mm, comes to her sister. And true. as soon as her sister can start seeing Totoro, she's no longer upset when people bring up Totoro. Like, it's very much like that. And like, it's like an, like a, like an affirmation type yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, she needs the validation of her sister to like prove she exists. If I want to go way hard. Do it. it. <laughs> So that, that like, just watching that interaction play, because I feel like you can go through various versions of watching this movie where, like, the first time you're like, I don't know what a Totoro is. Impress me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? And then he screams and you're delighted. Um, <laughs> and then there's the second time around that you're like, oh, there was some subtext in there and you start to see all this stuff. But, like, this is probably my, like, fourth or fifth, sixth time seeing it. Mm. And I just, like, really laser focused on that this time. And it really, like... Everything that happens, I feel like, is either a result of Setsuke actively interacting with May or Setsuke pulling away from May. Mm, that okay. everything exists with that push and pull the entire way through. Yeah. So, like, watching them, which is great that you got two sisters doing it, because, like, really force that bond through the voiceover <laughs> artists. Um, I don't know that I have a lot more to say, because that's the thing that sticks with me, because, like, mm. Totoro pulls a real, like, original Godzilla in this where like he's only got on screen for like five minutes or something <laughs> yeah, that's right. so he is he is real like plot device energy in that regard or like he's there just yeah. to represent stuff yeah which is why I go right into my like oh he's not real and they're just that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah um okay like yeah. I go through this whole thing of like oh when at the end we're, we're picturing Setsuke talking to Totoro and getting on the cat bus that's what May is picturing happening mm. and then when Satsuke mm. shows up May is like oh you talked to Totoro and got on the cat bus and Satsuke is like yeah sure let's go Why home not? eat your corn kid <laughs> eat that raw corn <laughs> oh that's a good read I like that yeah. yeah so for me it's all about yeah that the one sister's interpretation of reality as it's the other sister is affecting it nice yeah. okay all right so it- I'm getting real heady about this yeah. child troll movie (laughs) that's so good though like that's that that i feel like it lines up better with like the interiority idea of like things only exist if i perceive them like yeah then it's gonna be may's movie it's not sasuke's movie yeah it's it's may's movie and like how how things interacting or not interacting with her specifically are are driving her like her experience of this new world yeah because i feel like i could be wrong but i feel like may's the first character we see alone 
on screen. Like mm. she when she wanders up to the 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 attic on her own. So uh, it's something like that. She is like the most extended time where she's the focus focal point. Which like mm. there's no quote unquote main character in this. Right. But that kind of signals to my brain like oh she's the most important one. Sure. Pay most attention to her. So everything in this is in reference to her kind of like it's yeah. she's the the center point of it to me and she's also the first one to see the totoros there you go it's cute it's gotta fellas. count for something yeah cute little and big fellas <laughs> nice i like that a lot yeah Aw. childhood childhood <laughs> if only all of our childhoods looked this great oh my god yes well, now it's time for a segment still be named later. <laughs> uh, let's each use this movie to program a double bill complete with a marquee title, which I still will never remember to think about beforehand. Oops, uh, yep, me neither. <laughs> that's part of the joy of this each week now, yeah, is seeing you remember as I say it out loud. Shit, which I had I... to do something. <laughs> well, we could just name the segment Forgotten Marquees. There you go. <laughs> Give it a real wistful name. Mm. Yeah, now that uh, I feel like it's that would have been too soon, like five months ago. Oh, but now yeah. the theaters are reopening, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Not now we're remembering Marquis. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Do you want to call it remembering Marquis? We'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> no, yeah, first draft isn't always the best. There so you go. Yeah. yeah. We'll take. We'll carry this conversation off mic. Yeah. <laughs> let's do a breakout podcast. Uh, so do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? You, Kurt, you took a huge gulp of water just as I said that. Jai, <laughs> that's great host uh, instinct on my you part. Waited. <laughs> you fucking waited. Um, uh, answer the question. <laughs> Who went first last week? I think you did. So, okay, you yeah. go first. Okay. So, uh, our kind of thesis on this whole pod is that we're trying to link up, like, what one would consider a trashier movie, like a Predator 2, to like a mm. uh, more respected le- movie, let's say. Mm, like, a refined movie. Like whatever I said Predator 2 was time to. If I had the example here, I'd <laughs> like be Like the opposite of Predator yeah. 2. Predator negative 2. Um, I'm pretty sure you said Jurassic Park Lost World, so I'm not... Oh, damn it. Yeah, that's a bad that So I'm not doing great. My track record's not good. And I'm here to sully it more. Because Totoro is considered... Like, it's it's mainstream, I'd say. It's one of the more mainstream People anime know it. things yeah. out there. Especially yeah. internationally. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, not all Ghiblis are known internationally. Uh, and this one definitely is. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with another, like, well-respected movie. I'm not going with the trashy one this time. But it's because it's literally... It is such a perfect fit in my mind. And it's what I want to watch <laughs> paired with it. Because I'm a cynical bastard. Oh. Um... I would love to pair with this story of sister, lo- sisterly love and experience and all of bonding with 1962's Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Starring Betty Davis and Joan Crawford and directed oh by Robert Aldrich. Oh my god. <laughs> uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, this was that's worth alone just for watching your face like collapse with <laughs> horror. All the blood, I think, just drained out of me. Oh, but this is this is the oh, flip side no. of the coin to me of like say say all of this stuff in Totoro happened to, to May and uh, that's okay. <sighs> it worked out good here, but let's say it leaves some deep trauma. <laughs> <laughs> it could lead to a situation like whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh my. God. Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like it, I just got the wind knocked out. Yeah, of you like you're <laughs> you're flush. You're, <laughs> um, that hurt. 
That one hurt. If you've never seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, I'm not going to go heavily into the plot because it is absolutely worth your time. It is, mm-hmm. I will say, it's dark and cynical as all hell. It is so dark. It's funny oh. in a really upsetting way. Mm-hmm. Like, it, Oh, it's an upsetting way. Yeah, it's a very, like, for 1962, they get, there's a lot of shit in there that, like, it clearly is an answer to Psycho. Um, <laughs> like, literally, yeah. it was lobbied to Betty, da- or Betty Davis lobbied for it. As we're going <laughs> to do Psycho with right. a Woman. It was some, something like that. Oh, okay. That's right. how they, like, secured funding for it. Um, which makes perfect sense when you when you see it, I feel like. Like, mm. th- they're both slow burn thrillers with crazy twists happening and such. And, like... A lot of makeup that doesn't belong on the face that it's on. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Anthony Perkins and Betty Davis both channeling some real upsetting energy. Something happened to some, both of them. Yeah, really charismatic upsetting energy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the reason I want to pair these together, the real Cliff's notes of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, is that it's about two sisters that were... Oh, now I, I should have taken note on this. They're both... <laughs> Young no, one of them is a young TV star. Yeah, one of them's like a former child star. Yeah, and one of them is like living in the in the the like backstage. Like yeah, like their parents really doted on Baby Jane. Baby and not it was a phenomenon. Yeah, which is Betty not, Davis and yeah. not Joan Crawford. Yeah. Um, and there's it's really just uh it's exploring. The fallout. Yeah, the fallout. So it's like they're both in their fifties, sixties, yeah. and they live together. Joan Crawford has been crippled in an accident. Um, so she's in a wheelchair and it's about, it's really following Betty Davis slowly driving John Crawford crazy. <laughs> uh, as she herself is, uh, uh, yeah. uh, not all there, we shall say. Um, so the reason I, I pair these two together, there's a sister bond that's at the core of it that like influences virtually everything. Like everything that happens in Baby Jane is just a reaction to this bond that's been like, it's not going great. Uh, it's, it's a bad bond. It's a bad bond. There's, like, a lot of the same kind of talk of, like, I feel like Totoro's another, like, growing out of innocence movie. Like, mm. it's not a coming of age, but it's a real, like, oh, my worldview was opened. My, like, eyes were opened if you're the child. Yeah. And there's a similar kind of energy going on with Baby Jane for reasons that I won't really get into for spoilery territory. <laughs> Uh, there's a nosy neighbor in each. Uh, one of them's a Totoro. One of them is a character who I couldn't find her actual name, but she just, she lives across the street and Joan Crawford often tries to get her to help. She right. like throws uh, paper airplanes at her window at one point to try and get her attention. So we got that going for it. And the one thing that just so superficially, it is the thing that set me off originally onto it, is that the, the first like dozens minutes. What a weird way to say that. The what fir- a bizarre <laughs> phrase you use. The first like 15 minutes or so of Totoro uh, is a lot of Satsuke doing stuff and then May just imitating her. Yeah. Like j- literally repeating what she says, doing all the same actions that she's just done. And in Baby Jane, Betty Davis plays the former child star. And one of her things is that she is a perfect, she does a perfect imitation of yes. Joan Crawford's voice. And it's just sure. like movie magic. They clearly just had Joan Crawford do Joan the dub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, Did you say this is a dub? <laughs> yeah, I, I... Do you prefer the dub of whatever one, happened to Mimi Jane? Yeah, I really prefer the dub. The sub is just the exact same. Normie. It just says Joan Crawford voice. <laughs> Not even the character. It says Joan Crawford's voice. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it is a stone-cold thriller. Um, it's so good. It's, it's very upsetting it's to watch. It's so upsetting. I will never watch it again, I don't think. Unless I bill it with my neighbor Totoro to watch them together. <laughs> 
But what what order? I'm saying Totoro first, oh, then Baby Jane second, because what? you're following the journey wow. of their life. <laughs> yeah, that is a real, like, Totoro is the, like, the opening. As you said, like, oh no, something bad could happen to me. What? Yeah. And then Baby Jane is more like, just checking to see if anything good will ever happen to me again. <laughs> will no? we ever get back to the place where we knew Totoro? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. No. <laughs> God damn, dude. But I, I prefer that viewing order uh, <sighs> just because I'm a huge cynic. So I watch all of Totoro. I remember watching Totoro for the first time getting to the end and being like, but what's the fucked up thing that's happening? Like, just there, Did there I wasn't... miss the mother dying or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, I needed something way more extreme to happen. Mm. And like... I love this movie. That that was me seeing this when I was younger and really much more cynical. Now the cynicism is just kind of a, a, a nice backdrop. Like, uh, you'd have drapes in your apartment. It's not about the drapes. <laughs> they just happen to be there. They're just there. Yeah. So... Uh, they come handy every now and again. Yeah. But I could see somebody wanting to watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and being like, what got us here? And then you go and watch Tony. <laughs> but that could ruin that movie for you. <laughs> it might. Yes. Just painting with that brush. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, big recommend. For a one-time viewing, don't go back. Like, just go in knowing <laughs> it is incredibly messed up for 60s standards. Today it would be kind of tame. It's even... I don't know. I It's very upsetting. I would say psychologically like, it's still very upsetting. Yeah. The imagery and stuff, very tame. That's true. You yeah. weren't actually allowed to... Yeah. A lot of implied shit. Yeah. 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 So that's my okay. awful... Uh, Horrifying. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm gonna name, <laughs> I'm gonna name my double bill Little Women. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a feeling that's gonna cause some issues. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get sued at the wing wing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no one sue us. Don't do it. So uh, yeah, I really went hard on it this week. So. Uh... Right. Are you recovered now? I that? maybe I may never be recovered from that idea. It looked like you got punched in the stomach. It physically harmed me to hear. Oh. God damn! All right, my okay. turn. I guess. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, I should have gone first. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to follow that. I don't want to follow anything. Much like not wanting to follow whatever happened to Baby Jane, you put that at the end. There you go. Now we've we've learned the lesson together. <laughs> This podcast is a learning experience. So you were okay. talking about the Totoro. I'm just going to prompt you here. No, Totoro, go for it. Go viewing for it. through the lens of a child. That's yeah. That's kind of what you're looking at yeah. here. Yeah. Kids, kids know more than you give them credit for kind of thing. Oh, yeah. um, they just have, you know, different names for, for what's happening. Yeah. So going with the, like, I, I didn't focus on the sisters thing so much. Just, like, there's a young protagonist who hmm. she's kind of in unfamiliar unfamiliar territory and there are things that like she knows are scary but she can't quite get a grasp on why or the repercussions um you know the 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 bigger picture of it right. she doesn't have a framework for that so so she invents one or one is given to her or mm. whatever it is and you can choose to see it as as real or not um, damn, this fits better than I thought. I'm kind of... <laughs> You're really talking to yourself anyway. Yeah, I did good. Hyping yourself up. <laughs> this is a self-affirmation podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to look up the year. Oh, boy. I'm going to vamp for you. I'm so sorry. I'm still... Okay, no, I got it. I okay. got it. I got it. I got it. Um, so I am going to go with... Um, pair my neighbor Totoro with Pan's Labyrinth of oh, 2006. Yeah. 
uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, um, yeah. for the reasons that I just said in <laughs> the past couple of sentences. End of podcast. <laughs> Consider yourself learned. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. So we've got Ophelia, the daughter of this, of the, a woman who's marrying like a, a colonel in the basically Francoist army after the Spanish Civil War right. and, you know, fascism, fasc- can't even say it, fascism, 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 fascism is descending <laughs> hard and fast on, on Spain. Hard and fast. Um, oh, <laughs> the Franco years, hard and fast. Um, and yeah, so this woman presumably you know seeking some stability or like mm. some security after i don't know if i'm just remembering it this way but is it implied maybe that ophelia's actual father is was like a a republican revolutionary like i a, think like so a, yeah a resistor yeah i believe that's implied okay been a while since but yeah yeah but so the colonel has is now married to or is intending to marry ophelia's mother and like you know protect them and give them a life of security or whatever and murder a bunch of rebels while he's at it. Woo! Um, woo! And, yeah, so Ophelia is kind of thrust into this new world. They're literally, like, the, the movies open the same way. They're moving into their new house, and they're going through, like, the, the rural countryside yeah. to get there, and Ophelia spots this creature that she doesn't totally know, like, what is this? And she follows it, and the, the conceit is that, oh, it's a, it's a fairy, and it has a, a quest for her. But the, the center of it is, like, no, and no, I think it is outlined in Pan's Labyrinth that Pan is not real. Yeah, that is like, strictly yeah. at the end, by the end, you're, you're told that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, this is more of a, like, what if a fairy tale, sort of, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you've got this sort of elder spirit of the forest who's mm-hmm. there to, like, take care of, you know. Yeah. There to help things grow, and like Pan in the, you know, Greek myth- mythology sense, traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know really whether he's like good or evil, but he kind of he puts them in like scary situations. <laughs> um, yeah, and all of this is kind of you know whether you choose to believe that it's real or or not. Clearly, some part of it is the young girl's way of coping with an yeah. unfamiliar situation, one where she doesn't feel like she has any control. Her mother is ill. Um, yeah. The corn especially gets to me that May takes to like save her mom because Ophelia's thing is that her mom is getting very sick, and either Pan or one of the fairies I can't remember is like, "Oh, take this um, this root, this tuber, and put it under your mom's bed oh, in a yeah. bowl of milk." And like the idea that you know, oh, don't worry, like you know. Going back to tilling the soil, natural will, life. Yeah, yeah, will will save your mom. And when like, it's just like, oh, it's it, things are so much farther out of your control <laughs> than like, what if she eats better food? Yeah, doesn't she like when she finds the the milk root under her bed? She's like, what are you doing, Ophelia? Like she yeah. gets really like, what are what, what is the this? Fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just very like, oh, it's it's this. It's not a coming of age thing, but it is a, like, hey. How, do I have to step up? Do I have to like now step outside of my comfort mm. zone and like do I have to you know go rescue my little sister for Totoron? Do I have yeah. to step up and like save my mom and and like help my community for for Ophelia because she's a little bit older? I think 
Sasuke and May are supposed to be like seven and five or something like that. So, yeah, or maybe like closer to ten and five. Yeah, yeah, but maybe. It's... Yeah, and Ophelia is like eleven or twelve. So right. yeah, I guess it's not that that far apart. But but I like that a lot for like there is your just kids inventing a scenario to help them help cope them with cope. the horrifying reality we live in. <laughs> yep. Uh, where like. In both of those, part of the reason I like this in Totoro, and I like this in Pain Labyrinth too, is like, it's not even necessarily that important if it's real or not. Like, No, exactly. It's just important that it's it's real to her. Yeah, and that like what she is learning through it is, that's what's making her like a stronger person. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, she goes through some stuff and she like comes out the other side better. And she, you know, she has agency. They both do like, oh, I have to summon Cat Bus. I have to like... <laughs> You know, bend my surroundings to my will, and mm. Ophelia has to go and like make the the frog throw up a key, and like you know, <laughs> uh, it's uh. a real gross movie. Yes, just <laughs> a lot of slime in that movie. I also I like what Blood, you were saying about um, you don't know if Pan is good or not. That's classic Pan. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Totoro for the first time, and like I wasn't a kid, kid, but I was a teenager, I think. Oh, okay. And like Totoro shows up, and between his real, I don't know even know what you'd call it, like, rictus smile? He's got a horrifying, like, if you made Totoro photorealistic, he would be a wildly upsetting yeah. horror villain he'd, monster guy. He'd be one of those animals that when they're babies, you're like, oh, it's so cute, and then it gets, it ah. does that exact thing and then gets bigger, you're like, it's not yeah. cute now, nope. and I don't know why. Nope, put it back. And, like, all of his <laughs> incredibly <laughs> just screaming, I love him screaming, it's so great now. <laughs> Thank you, but Frank Welker. When you see him for the first time, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is good or not. Yeah. You are, got, like, you're like, May's about to get eaten. For yeah, sure. it really looks like. For sure. <laughs> yeah, he's got that, like, he has human molars all the way around. <laughs> yeah, like, if you saw, really if you had an upsetting. x-ray, it would literally go 360 degrees all the way around. <laughs> like, that's the only way his like biology makes sense. Like the rings of Saturn. Yeah, yeah he's just a, a tube yeah. full of human teeth. <laughs> so tell me that's not a fucking horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm going with. And ultimately, it was like, Pan doesn't really, Pan slash Totoro, Panero, doesn't, isn't the boss of what happens. He just like, ah, shows her the way or whatever. Yeah, kind of a, yeah, forest guide. Yes, Mm. yeah. So I am appropriately titling my double bill Into the Forest. Oh. Not Into the the Woods? The forest is adulthood. Oh, I see. Uh, Also, I don't want to get sued. We talked about this, so no Into the Woods. Thank you. Gotta pull this podcast. <laughs> the sound of Disney SWAT team coming down the door here. <laughs> um. Oh, I had another question. Yeah, you look like you I had a closer thought in oh, your God mind. Damn it. Yeah, that's rough. I would hate to be you right oh, now. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. This podcast is about empathy. So I am an I'm an eldest sibling. Ah. You're a youngest sibling. Correct. Do you think that that Oh. How do you think that affects our view of the of Totoro specifically? That is I interesting. I are, like are that you? question a yeah. lot. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah. You just went right for like, my, my whole personality is dependent on my sibling. <laughs> yeah, my whole personality is dependent on the validation or lack thereof yeah. of my sibling. <laughs> and everything is viewed through my eyes and is Everything's about the me. focal point of everything. <laughs> And you're just like, it's about, you know, becoming mature and it's learning. It's about struggling through. <laughs> you know, like an oldest child would have to do. Uh, I've learned a lot about myself today. <laughs> this podcast is free therapy. 
Yeah, but so to answer your question explicitly, I think that yes, my reading is 100% dependent on the fact that I'm a you don't, You would not have read it the same way if you were an older sibling. Yeah. yeah, and like, I personally, did you have like imaginary friends and stuff as a kid? No, because I had my sisters. Oh, okay. I had small gremlins chasing me at all times. I didn't need to, you know. Whereas I, like me and my siblings weren't that close. Like there was big age gaps. So like, sure, sure. not very close with my it's siblings. Different. And yeah. I had loads of imaginary friends. You could, I like... Very popular with the imaginary uh, community. <laughs> As a child. For whom we are not speaking. Nope, nope. nope. I'm not a member. Just no. <laughs> I have imaginary friends. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I can barely get through that. Okay. Uh, this, this has been a real <laughs> difficult day. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, just curious. I like that a lot. We'll explore this in future, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. So there, yeah. now you've learned a little bit about both of us, that I'm a younger mm-hmm. sibling, Aaron's an eldest sibling. There you go. And I feel like that will probably inform a lot of the dynamic that you've been hearing <laughs> of me saying shitty things and trying to... You can't <laughs> hear the sound of eye rolling, but if you could, boy howdy. Yeah, there's a lot of it. That's good. <laughs> Redlining this mic. <laughs> I live for it. It's great. <laughs> well... What uh, a fun discussion. Yeah, that's... That's been our thoughts on Totoro. That's been them. That's been them thoughts. Strong recommend for watching all of these movies. Pan's yes. Labyrinth yeah, and definitely. Totoro and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, Be emotionally prepared for what happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, I feel like I knew stuff going about it going in, so I had a much easier time than you did. <laughs> yeah, I knew nothing. I like Something like 15 minutes in, there's like a case of animal mistreatment yeah and i was like wow how will they ever recover from this and then it keeps getting worse and like i to the point of like i forgot that happened until you mentioned it right yep, now that's how much the of a least footnote it is. bad thing to happen in that movie so anyway uh, enjoy. What, a, what a film what a picture what a, what a picture one of the best <laughs> uh so you can find us at gartbidge pod one more time hey at g-a-r-t-b-a-g-e pod on twitter and instagram uh aaron please tell the people where they can find you you can find me at home because of the stay-at-home order. And I often do. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, then this isn't for you, Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. You well, can... no, I'm the youngest sibling. Everything's about me. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at um, Macklebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. If you need a friend to just shitpost with, I'm there for you. And uh, I am at Dick R. Navis and doing much the same Stronger emphasis on shitposting, I would say. Possibly, yeah. yeah. On the on the Twitters, by the way. I forgot to specify. Oh, yes. yes. We're, we're Twitter people. Uh, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, join us next time for another pile of garbage. Oh, wait. Can I say oh, one thing God. before we... <laughs> I'm so sorry. You got it. You got it. Yeah, I should have jumped in. Just want to just wanna mention that Totoro uh, it was part of our anime. Oh, right. May 2021 watch. Um, so Timestamp. Timestamp. If you have any anime recommendations um, before or after the month of May 2021, send them our way. Yes. Yeah. And as will come up often, we usually curate things by month. So this is anime. Last month was last month was April. April. So. Uh, All right. Join us next time for another pile of gar- garbage. Do it. Garbage.